5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, the city is abuzz. There's no doubt about it. The road closures around the East End and uh, Hutt Street and Wakefield Road and all of that, you know that uh, the the racing is is imminent. It is about to get underway tomorrow and uh, that means people will be here over the weekend, the Hornets over the skies of Adelaide or in the skies of Adelaide uh, on Saturday, Sunday as well, making a noise. And that can only be good for, for local businesses. That was the whole argument, that businesses would miss out when the race was cancelled a few years ago. Ian Horn is General Manager of the AHA. Ian must be wrapped on behalf of your members. It's back. Oh, good evening, Matthew. Look, it's fantastic. And in fact, this is a, a bigger and better version of what we've had. And the new government made a strong uh, election commitment that they were going to get it back and get it back this year. They changed today because people would recall that uh, it usually happened in late February, late February, early March, right in the middle of the fringe and the the festival and Woe Adelaide. And so the separation and bringing it to the end of the year and having the last race, race has given it a whole new momentum. Yeah, you, you reckon it's a better time of year for it? Well, I think I think our industry is relieved simply because it was just so chaotic in, in, in February and March. February yeah. and March are going to be enormously strong. I can tell you the Woe Adelaide, for example, uh, Woe Adelaide, which is four days, attracts a significant number of interstate, interstate people, visitors. Uh, they tend to be... Uh, the affluent end of the market, so they spend. Uh, they don't spend it all all down the Botanic Gardens. They stay in the they stay in the better hotels in the CBD, and they go to the restaurants and the cafes and things like that. And, and one hotel already, and I won't I won't give it away for commercial reasons, is already effectively booked out. Wow! Because of because of the impact of WOMAD and, and WOMAD's in early March. It's but amazing. of course we've got the we've got the the five the Valo five hundred race starting on. Uh, uh, starting tomorrow, mm. and we would expect we would expect in the CBD uh, some of our hotels to be full to capacity for Friday night and Saturday night. Sunday nights historically a quieter one because people leave and, and and go back home wherever they've come from. But it's a massive shot in the arm, and of course, Matthew, uh, we've had had two two years of COVID. In that time, we've had a number of new hotels. We've got the Crown Plaza in Frome Road. We've got the Hotel Indigo over near the market off Goodger Street. We've got the fantastic Sofitel in Curry Street. Uh, and, of course, we've got EOS, the fabulous uh, fabulous uh, property at part of the casino. And these are all additional rooms to what we had the last time we had the go race. So have have you seen in the industry an uptick of employment? I'm sure you have since COVID and everyone started going back out again. Uh, it must be clear there. The, the, the pubs and every everywhere else are full. The, the, the pubs, the the bars and the accommodation, it's, it's the bounce back has been quite extraordinary and it's not just the metropolitan area, it's happening in the regions as well. Uh, and But the real challenge is extraordinary, isn't it? Uh-huh. That, that having got through COVID, we've now got a skill shortage. So there is a struggle to find suitably skilled staff, but we're, we're, industry's working through that. And so uh, I just ask your your listeners to be kind and uh, kind and considering when uh, when going to a cafe or a restaurant or a pub and you think, oh, maybe the service isn't as, as it should be. That there's a lot of inexperienced people getting a first shot in hospitality. Yeah. But that isn't that's that, as you would know, we've got relatively low unemployment uh, and we've got this boom going on in in tourism and hospitality. So that is that is the the, the weakness and the challenge, but. 
that's certainly not stopping South Australians and Australians travelling within our country. Absolutely. Now, I recall last time here when the race was cancelled by the Marshall government, the evidence provided, and you were part of the board, and you spoke out regretfully, I, I suspect, about the cancellation of the uh, the race, but saying it did appear inevitable based on the facts presented by tourism at the time that the uh, the race just was unviable. Uh, have you changed your mind on that, your position? Well, no, I haven't, because in fact, I, I reflect on that a lot. And and the case at the time, we, we were looking at the last two or three previous races before the before that that call was made, and and we weren't we weren't selling out hotel rooms. You could on a Friday or a Saturday night, you could get a room in Adelaide, and therefore at a reasonable price. And uh, and and there was a budgeting problems, and you know there was a limit to how much we could spend. There was a political component to that, obviously, that played on the that government's mind about the sensitivities of the seat of Adelaide and the mm. eastern seats, etc. Uh, and I've said to this government, if if the last government had spent the money that you're prepared to spend in promoting this and showed the enthusiasm, I can't imagine we would have ever cancelled it. But that was the reality then. And and the, the, what the last government was going to do was was get take savings from the race and put them into other major events. COVID came along and that, that didn't happen. This government made an absolute promise that they were going to re- we jigged the whole thing, make it bigger and better, and the first step was to move it to uh, first weekend of December, and the results seem to be it's as popular as ever, considering they had to throw it together uh, in literally less than six months. Look, we're terribly selfish in the business community. We'll grab whatever yeah. we can, and this looks like a winner. And then look at the rest. The next six months is extraordinary. We've got the Test Cricket coming in December. We've got uh, the Tour Down Under in January. We've got the Fringe and the Festival in February and March. We've got Wyoming Adelaide in March. Then we go into the first ever uh, Australia-wide AFL carnival, for want of a better word, coming here for four days yeah. in April, followed by the, the Live Golf. And the Live Golf is going to be enormous. That's, my understanding is uh, they've sold many tens of thousands of tickets already. And and that's high affluent visitors from interstate and overseas, as well as locals who are going to enjoy enjoy that tournament. Uh, I suppose, too, the other thing to look at, the positive, is the fact we uh, set a record recently. What was it, 9,105 uh, rooms occupied in Adelaide, I think was the figure from memory? That That's correct. And I, I, I was with the Minister of Tourism, Zoe Bettison, when she announced that. And this is with this is with all, this is all these new hotels, and of course, all our media hotels haven't been available for the last two years. They were locked locked up as media hotels. They're all back on board. The the Playford on North Terrace has had a multi million dollar refurbishment, and it's just put this in perspective. Here we are in the the last day of November now. In the middle of January this year, so ten eleven months ago. We were still at, hospitality was still at twenty five percent capacity, seated consumption only, and most of the accommodation hotels were had had shut off floors of floors of uh, of rooms because they just couldn't couldn't service them, and no one wanted to stay. Here we are, eleven months later, and and it's a one hundred and eighty degree turnaround. Not just in the city, not just the metro, but the regions are enjoying the benefits as well because 
South Australians have learnt to travel yeah. uh, and they travel within their own state. That's fantastic. Now, coming up to Christmas, we're into December almost, a couple of hours, and uh, obviously Christmas not that far away. I, I imagine, again, all the, uh, the the restaurants, the pubs, the clubs would be rubbing their hands together thinking, you beauty, COVID's behind us and uh, we might make up some of the losses of the last few years. Well, we, we we certainly hope to. We have to. We're a bit we're a bit flat with the weather. I mean, it's just taken taken till late late November to get some consistent warm weather without the storms and the rain and things. But but Christmas this is the important from Melbourne. Can we almost that we say? But look, from Melbourne Cup Day with the first week of November through to April, that's our boom time to make up for the dark cold days of May, June, July, August, and and that's still very much the case. And South Australians are clearly wanting to get out and get rid of the, the COVID cobwebs. But the interesting phenomenon that's happening in our community, it's been happening gradually for a number of years, is Christmas Day. The number of families now that choose not to, not to force, force or, or mum require, is required to cook the dinner, they go out for lunch, Christmas Day lunch. Pubs, the bigger restaurants, the clubs, uh, it's a, it's just a thing that's gaining momentum all the time. However, this year, if you're seriously considering doing that, talk to your local pub or your local restaurant now because some venues are already booked out wow. for, for for Christmas Day already, and it's, it's, it's December tomorrow, so we've still got some 25 days to go. Yeah. People are keen, no doubt about it, and I suppose the week after too, New Year's Eve, if you want to book somewhere for the for the night to uh, to either go out to dinner or spend the night somewhere, I guess too, same thing. Get in now. Absolutely. In fact, I've got some figures from it's called STR Global. They're a national international company that does that collects data on forward bookings, and I'm just relying on some information. Yeah. Already, already for New Year's Eve, it's some seventy five percent full. And we're still we're still a month out. Wow. Now that we would expect that that to fill up, and then you throw in the other things we've had the festival, the music festival in the gardens last week. It's just been a shot in the arm for hospitality and tourism, and and we've desperately needed it. No other industry uh, carried the can for COVID more than tourism and hospitality and the service sector, and uh, uh, our staff carried the, really carried the brunt because they were stood down or, or had such severe restrictions. Now is the is the opportunity for them to get back 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 to work, get get lots of shifts. It's fantastic yeah. for our supplier network, and it's fantastic for confidence in our in our sector in South Australia. Indeed, it is. And thank you for your time tonight, and and right throughout the year as well. And I wish you, your family, your team, and everyone in in the hospitality industry a really terrific Christmas leading up to that, and a fantastic twenty twenty three. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Matthew, and thanks for Five AA for for sticking with us. Good on you. All the best. Ian okay. Ian Horn there, the General Manager of the Australian Hotels Association here in SA. And obviously people in the industry looking forward to certainly this weekend and everything that'll come for the next, well, four weeks, right through December into Christmas. And then the festivities continue another week into New Year and summer rolls on. And that is an absolutely fantastic time of year here in Adelaide. Hope the weather stays just like it has been today, though. Just an absolute corker. Brilliant day. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.